the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joe is six points away. That's right. If all the projections are correct, all Joe Biden needs to do is score six more points on that Electoral College scoreboard. And he is the next president of the United States. Fox News just uh, projected him the winner in Michigan. And if you count Arizona, which the Republicans don't think should be counted yet, he has 264 electoral votes. He's leading in Nevada right now, and Nevada is six votes. And I just saw a story a minute ago that Nevada is not going to be counting anymore uh, until tomorrow. I don't know why, but I just saw the story just a minute ago. So anyway, there are 264. If he gets those six, he's in, assuming he gets uh, Arizona. The Trump campaign thinks it's going to win uh, Nevada. And the Trump campaign also thinks that it will flip Arizona. And even as we speak, the uh, the Trump campaign is in Philadelphia trying to make sure that the votes are counted correctly because they believe they have already won Pennsylvania. And uh, they've apparently filed a lawsuit. North Carolina and Georgia are still out there. Trump's leading in both of those, so he could win if he runs the table. Wins North Carolina and Georgia, flips Arizona, wins Nevada, and wins Pennsylvania. He wins. So it ain't over yet, but a 77-year-old man who would uh, appear to have dementia is, uh, or at least on uh, early stages or something, no doctor, but, you know, obviously we, we know we've been watching him. Uh, he's not all there. Uh, but he's 77, and he's really close to becoming the next president of the United States. I'm pretty sure he'll be 78 on Inauguration Day, and I don't know of anybody who thinks he's going to last four years. I mean, you can you picture this guy just, say, uh, three years from now in uh in 2023, when he's uh, 81 years old and still has a year left uh, uh, in office, uh, that can you picture him doing the job of president of the United States? Uh, so hello, Kamala Harris, uh, first woman president of the United States. Who doesn't think that's inevitable? This is where we are, and you get what you vote for. So if Joe is the winner, get ready for the Green New Deal. Uh, and then after Kamala takes over, say hello to, uh, you know, if, if it's not social, socialism, it's pseudo-socialism or something very close to it. The good news, of course, is that the Republicans did hold the Senate, uh, and that will at least for a while prevent these idiots from ruining the country. The media, of course, love this. But here's a group that doesn't love it. Pollsters. Um, they got it wrong again. Trump won lots of states where he was not supposed to win, and he still hasn't lost, not officially yet, still could win this thing, uh, and that includes Pennsylvania. When we come back after the break, I will be talking to Terry Madonna. He runs the, uh, does the Madonna poll and the Franklin and Marshall poll. He's an expert on Pennsylvania politics and, and elections at Franklin and Marshall. And I'll also be talking in the second half hour to Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation. He's been on the show many times. He's a m former member of the Federal Election Commission and knows all about voter fraud. Stick around. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. 
Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, the pollsters are taking a lot of heat today because of the closeness of the election, and uh, we still don't know if their bottom line will be correct, that Joe Biden will be president of the United States. Terry Madonna is uh, professor of public affairs and director of the Center for Politics and Public Affairs at Franklin and Marshall College. He's also the director of the Franklin and Marshall College poll. He's been on here before, and he joins us now. Thanks for coming on again, Terry. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. What kind of day has it been for you? Uh, a little wild, 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 trying to, you know, figure out what's going on and explain it to people. It's not uh, the easiest election to explain. Yeah, right. uh, you know, now now it looks much better for Joe Biden. He's been awarded Michigan and Wisconsin. And yeah. I think he's something like 16, 17 votes away from the magic 270. But that negates. I mean, we'll have to see how many court suits are already. The Trump campaign has filed two in Pennsylvania. Yep. And I would and imagine. Michigan. Yeah. Over, oh, yeah. Over the mail in ballots that, you know, what's going to happen here. We're going to just simply have more lawsuits contesting the, uh, the elections. Arizona has been, uh, awarded to Biden by the networks. And I think that's close. And who knows that could get litigated. So we're far away from a resolution, but right now, Biden is better is in better shape than Trump to win 270 electoral votes. Yeah, uh, actually, right now, uh, at least on Fox, uh, if you go with their um, projections and uh, the the um, Republican, I mean, yeah, the Trump campaign, they uh, very much disagree with Arizona being awarded. And if you if you give uh, but if you give Biden Arizona, 
and he just won Michigan. He's at 264, and Nevada right. is still out there, and, there's, and so he needs Nevada, and he wins if, if Arizona's correct and if everything else is correct. But as, as we speak, uh, Trump is winning Pennsylvania right now. Uh, Biden was yeah, leading just the about... Lead, the lead, the lead has been de- de- decreasing uh, every hour or two as the mail-in ballots come in. Yeah. And so, and Biden looks like he's winning about 78% of them. Uh, we're up more in the Southeast than the, in the Philadelphia and the, and the four suburban counties and then go out to Pittsburgh. And then you have some of the, the cities, what, what we call third class cities, York, Lancaster, Harrisburg, where again, yep. there could be, there's still mail-ins coming in. So, uh, Trump's lead. Biden continues to win 78% of the 1.4 million uh, mail-ins that we started with at the end of last night. Uh, he might eke out a victory in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I got a question for you. I wasn't planning to ask you this, but, uh, you know, as I was looking through stuff that's going on, and I have uh, Hans von Spakovsky, a former member of the uh, – uh, Federal Election Commission coming on in the second half hour to talk about fraud and how much of it is out there mm-hmm. and what he's found out. Um, this whole the mail-in thing—that's uh, that, I don't know. That's, that's you're you're a you're a professor out there at uh, Franklin and Marshall College, uh, and you deal with this stuff. What happens if this is 1860 uh, or 1820? Let's say 1860 instead of uh, 2020. Um, <laughs> And um, there, you know, they—they, they, I'm pretty sure they didn't have cars or computers then. And how did they? Did everybody have to show up at the polls then, or did they have mail-in ballots? And I mean, I, well, no, how no, did they do no. it? I mean, pe- yeah, people had to show up. I don't know if some counties had absentee ballots. They'd been around a long time, but you had to show up at the show up at the polls. And uh, remember, some—you see, back in the day, this is what was strange: the candidates did not campaign. Uh-oh, what does that mean? What it means is presidential candidates, it was considered unseemly, undignified to go out and ask people for the vote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, elections were very different than what they, and it was really the political parties that dominated everything. And today the parties are much weaker than they were, you know, in the 19th century. I think every, poli- every historian, political historian would agree I'm not saying they're not important. They are. But look at the individual campaigns that the candidates put together with the staff and the fundraising and the other activities that they engage in. So it's really hard to compare, you know, the 19th century with the 20th century, uh, 21st. But the real here's the here's the bottom line. The bottom line is we look like we're heading towards what could be a record turnout in a presidential election a record turnout and uh that would be truly amazing but only is it only made possible by by the mail well mail uh, uh, certainly mail in ballots have uh yeah now what we don't know is how many people if we didn't have mail-ins would show up in person look the energy level and the enthusiasm and the polarization the hostility that democrats have uh, for uh, president trump and conversely, the strong, enthusiastic support that the president has among Republicans are really the defining features of this campaign. Mm-hmm. And and um, if 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 if, uh, if it holds up, let's say that Trump does eke out a win here. Either way, he's got he got a lot of votes in Pennsylvania. Um, how did he get so many votes? How did he do so well here? If, he, well, if he's going to well, either win or lose very, very little, small margin. Yeah, it could be a couple of points. You're exactly right. Well, yeah. first of all, he, he has an enthusiastic base here. And, you know, we a lot of folks dismiss these rallies that had thousands of people at them. And, and my sense about this is that generated enthusiasm among Trump's support base. You get my point? And he had him, yeah. all, he had him you know. I joked and said that Biden and Trump spend so much time here, they ought to be given residency and be able to vote here. Yeah, uh, right. We were by far the most visited state. So I think what happened is that Trump, that Trump's base was very enthusiastic and very loyal. And Trump 
campaign went out of their way to find voters who didn't vote in 2016, but fit the profile, the demographics of the of the uh, support base for Donald Trump. So it, it's just his voters had great enthusiasm. And and Biden, you know, out in the southwest and up in the northeast, obviously in the mining and old mining and mill towns, uh, you know, uh, Biden had uh, he, I, he was he made confusing statements about about fracking. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's confusing. Him, totally. Think. They were a lot yeah. more than confusing. Well, I'm, I, yeah. I'm being kind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he went out to Allegheny County and said that he was for fracking and then he got caught up in his words and said, well, we'll get rid of it over time, you know, and, yeah, right. uh, there'll be no subsidies for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, the natural gas industry. So he did, he did get, you know, make conflicting statements about it. And I don't think that helped him in some of these strong pro-Trump areas. So so in Pennsylvania, have the Republicans replaced the Democrats as, as the party of the working class? At least in some well, areas, looks, anyway? It, well, oh, sure, it looks like it. And look what's going on out in the Southwest, where people are changing their voting registrations from Democrat to Republican. And in local elections, they're beginning to win local elections. The converse is true in the Philly suburbs, which 10 years ago were a wholly owned subsidiary of the Republican Party. And now the Democrats have made tremendous inroads. They swept three of the four congressional seats in the Philly burbs in 2018. And last year, they won control of the county governments in all four suburban counties. So we got two things going on in exactly the opposite direction, if you will. The suburbs going from Republican to Democrat and the working class areas going from Democratic to Republican. Yeah. And uh, what is it that um, what is it that the Democrats did? I think I know what the Republicans did to, to go after the working class people. But what is it that the Democrats did to get the suburbanites? Or is it what the Republicans didn't do or what the Republicans did? Well, to turn what them happened off? is that the, yeah, the suburban Republicans tend to be culturally liberal. I'm not saying mm-hmm. every single one of them, college educated yeah. women and millennials, especially. And so culturally liberal on abortion, gay rights, uh, mm-hmm. gay marriage, transgender issues. They tend to support gun control and they want legislation dealing with climate change. You go out to the working class areas, they're culturally conservative, don't touch my gun, strong supporters of the Second Amendment. And by the way, you're not going to ban fracking. <laughs> you're right. You know, stay away, stay away from these environmental activities that are going to hurt the economy of our region. So you've got these big, and the working class Democrats think uh, that, you know, that are now becoming Republican think the Democrats walked away from them. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump specifically went after them in 2016. We'll get rid of the bad trade deals, NAFTA and the Trans-Pacific Partnership. We'll bring back coal. We'll bring back steel. And by the way, I'm 100% for fracking. Yeah, and uh, and he got those votes. We're talking to Terry Madonna. He's a professor of public affairs and director of the Center for Politics and Public Affairs at Franklin and Marshall College. He's the director of the Franklin and Marshall College poll. So he knows a little bit about politics in Pennsylvania, um, do you, uh, when you saw that the Supreme Court allowed the rule for counting votes up to three days after the election to stand, did you expect this, what we're going to go through right now, and who knows how long it's going to go on? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I was certainly uncertain because, you know, it took one of the more conservatives to side with the liberals about not doing anything about it, and now we have Justice Barrett and it looks like it's six, three, but you never don't, you, you know, you have to be careful about what justice Roberts will do, uh, moving back and forth. And, uh, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't totally surprised. Uh, remember many of these issues are state issues and you have to get into a question of constitutionality, not of a particular state law. If you get my draft, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I think we're going to have multiple. Well, the Trump administration's already worked two, you know, two lawsuits in our state and in a couple of. And we're going to have I would be stunned in close elections if we don't have multiple lawsuits going on. 
Yeah, and uh, I see this. Uh, uh, this is this is headed for the Supreme Court. It seems to me. Um, oh, I think they, ultimately, yeah, some of them will yeah. certainly end up in the Supreme Court. Now, out here in the West, it looks like Sean Purnell has beaten Connor Lamb in uh, District right. Seventeen. Should should we be surprised? Well, here's what's going on. Take a look at Biden's vote in these regions and then take a look at the members of Congress in his party and the state row offices, attorney general, auditor general and uh, state treasurer. They're remarkably close together. In other words, we had a huge uptick in straight party voting. So if you voted for Trump in a huge number of cases, you also voted down ballot for the Republican. You following that mm-hmm. argument? And we, yeah. we probably have more more uh, straight party voting than we've had in in, dec- in decades. And mm-hmm. uh, and so now you know we got to be careful. We don't have the mail in ballots, but you probably know more about what's going on in Beaver County and parts of Allegheny County about how many are still left to be counted, yeah. which would obviously help Connor Lamb. And so I think it's just caught up in the in the wave at the top of the ticket for for uh, for Trump. And so in places where Trump won, by the way, the Democrats did not capture the state house. And there was, you know, they needed nine votes to do it. Some of the outside analysts called it a toss up to win the state house for the uh, for the Democrats uh, and. It looks and the and the Republicans have held on again because in some of the tight races in areas that Trump won, he also carried the House member into election because of the straight party voting, and we still don't have an answer. But it it could be, uh, it could be that uh, uh, you know that will play out in Congress too. Hey, look, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I know you got to go to another interview. I appreciate you being on, yes. Terry. Thanks. My, my pleasure. Anytime. Okay, that's Terry Madonna. He's professor of public affairs and uh, director of the Center for Politics and Public Affairs at Franklin and Marshall College. Also, the director of the Franklin and Marshall College poll. Uh, yeah, the, uh, there's. The, the, I guess Nevada is going to be holding things up now because I just saw a story that uh, they are not going to be counting the votes. Uh, the, the remaining votes, the, I guess the absentees, the mail-in, whatever it is they're still counting out there, they're not going to count them until tomorrow. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I got, actually, the guy in charge, uh, the, the Secretary of State or whoever it is, he said the decision to report the tally on Thursday morning was made so that local county election officials will not be disrupted as they count the ballots throughout Wednesday. He also said the number reported Thursday morning will not be the final vote tally for Nevada. He said it's uh, possible that the tally of mail-in ballots could change outcomes. So that's where you are, and and uh, and we're to the point where if if everything stays the way it is now on the on the on the most of the maps, then the uh, the network um, projections, and um, and if Nevada goes to Biden, he gets he hits it right on the number two seventy. He doesn't need Pennsylvania. He doesn't need North Carolina. He doesn't need Georgia. Um, and he's already been um, projected as the winner in Michigan and in um, uh, Minnesota. So uh, Trump is done if he doesn't win Nevada. Uh, and he still then he still has to win Pennsylvania, and he has to get North Carolina and Georgia, which are still out there, but most people think he's going to get. So anyway, how much fraud is involved in this? I mean, uh, really, come on. We're talking about Philadelphia, first of all. And um, I, you know, I don't know how much confidence you have in whatever numbers they come up with down there. I'm not all that confident about it. We'll have Hans von Spakovsky, former member of the Federal Election Commission, on to talk about fraud when we come back. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Joe Biden winning the battleground state of Wisconsin, securing the state's 10 electoral votes. The president's campaign has requested a recount. The Wisconsin victory for Biden bumps him up to 248 electoral votes. The president with 214 now. It takes 270 to win the presidency. President Trump's campaign says it's suing to temporarily stop the vote count in Pennsylvania. 
claiming lack of transparency. Justin Clark, the president's deputy campaign manager, says the campaign is suing to stop Democrat election officials from hiding the ballot counting and processing from our Republican poll observers. Clark also said the campaign would seek to intervene in an ongoing Supreme Court case involving the deadline for receiving mail-in ballots. Stocks rallying on Wall Street that now pick up 367 points today. The Nasdaq ahead 430. This is SRN News. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. You never really stop riding in your mind. Unless you're thinking of something else. Like other thoughts. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. After one of the craziest election years in history, we're still not done yet. I'm here to tell you tonight... We believe we're on track to win this election. The citizens of this country have come out in record numbers to support our incredible movement. What's the next step? Could we see this head to the courts? And how could 2020 be any more bizarre than it already has been? Yeah, so make sure you keep it here. We'll help you sort this all out. AM 1250. The answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two. Get one free at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Outbound on 51, watch for delays, Nobles Lane to Library Road. Not delays also on the Parkway East outbound side. It's heavy Bait Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, slowing into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, also to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway West, not doing too badly. Minor congestion outbound between Parkway Center Drive and Green Tree. Also watch out for an accident, Lincoln Avenue at Atwell Street. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Mostly sunny skies this afternoon, high 64. Starlit skies tonight, low 46. Some sunshine tomorrow, pleasant with a high of 64. Friday, sunny and mild, high 66. Mild Saturday with plenty of sunshine, high 68. Warm on Sunday, some sunshine will have a high of 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. You're listening to the John Stagger Show on AM 1250. The answer. 
Well, elections are supposed to be decided by the voters, but we're in one of those situations when it looks like it might be decided by the vote collectors and the vote counters, and that's never good. Uh, somebody named Joseph Stalin once said, it's not who votes that counts, it's who counts the votes. Uh, Hans von Smokowski is the manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative. He's been on the show many times, and I can't think of a better time to have him on than right now. Hans, thanks for being here. Sure, thanks for having me. So um, how confident should the people of Pennsylvania be in whatever the Pennsylvania vote counters come up with? Uh, already the, uh, the Trump campaign has uh, filed suit to stop the counting. Well, I think they should be very concerned over the fact that they have a rogue state Supreme Court who issued orders basically overriding state law overriding the state legislature and acting as if they're a super legislature, because what they did is, um, look, Pennsylvania, like a lot of states says, your absentee ballot has to be in the hands of election officials by the end of election day. And instead, Mm -hmm. the state Supreme Court came in and said, oh, no, 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 Uh, we're extending the deadline for the receipt of absentee ballots for three days after the election. Oh, and by the way, it doesn't matter if there's no postmark on it, which is like the only way of knowing that the, the ballot is actually voted right. by the end of election day, as opposed to somebody waiting until after the election, you know, like when it's a close election, John, and every vote is needed to maybe change the outcome and then they vote. And then third, again, unbelievably, uh, the Supreme Court said, oh, and by the way, election officials, you can't reject an absentee ballot just because when you compare the signature on the absentee ballot, it's not the signature of the voter that you have on file. So it's like they were inviting, inviting manipulation and potential fraud and vote harvesters to go out and try to find these ballots after Election Day. I, 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 this, the, the Trump campaign, I think, has done the right thing, which is to go to court to try to stop that because, like I said, look, if the state legislature wanted to make all these changes, they could do it, even though I think it's unwise. But the state court, the court, they don't have the legal authority to do that. Yeah, so um, the this, this suit would prevent them from counting votes uh, and until it's it, – it, they're hoping to get a stay from the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court to um, right. to, to say that they can't, they can't count those votes that – that, that came in without signature or not matching signatures or if they didn't have postmarks? Is that what they're hoping for? Yes, and uh, they're also hoping that the court will stay the extension of the, the deadline of the absentee ballot. Yeah. Um, so, But really, what good reason would a state have for wanting to allow mail-in ballots with no postmark uh, to be counted three days after an election, except for the that the, the, would make it easier to cheat. I mean, what other reason would you have for doing that? Well, they're using COVID-19 as their excuse for doing that. Of course, that makes no rational sense, uh, whatever. What you need to know about the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court is that uh, it's controlled five to two by Democrats uh, mm-hmm. who ran for office, they run for office for, for uh, judicial, uh, for judgeships in Pennsylvania. And the Democrats who are the current sitting on the Supreme Court, they're probably the most partisan judges in the whole country. When they ran for office, they made all kinds of political promises as if they were politicians, and they've acted that way uh, ever since. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Uh, Hans, the uh, the state um, attorney general and the governor and senator, one of the senators, Bob Casey, they all said before the election that if if all the votes are counted, Joe Biden will win. Now, it's it's nice to for, you know for someone to to be uh, optimistic about their party winning, but the, the if you saw the statements they made, they were they were declarations that look, this is. We know that if we get all the voters, votes counted, Joe Biden's going to win. It just doesn't look very good right now. It, no, it, looks it, like, doesn't. it looks to me like they knew before they started voting that wh- what the numbers were going to be. Right. And, and keep in mind that we had uh, pictures on Election Day of uh, Democrats, uh, de- Democratic volunteers and activists 
violating state law and electioneering campaigning inside polling places. And we also, there are photographs of uh, election officials preventing GOP poll watchers from going into polling places when they were qualified to be in there. And you have to sit there and wonder, um, why were the election officials in Philly allowing this illegal behavior to go on? Why were they keeping poll watchers out of the polls? Well, maybe it has something to do with the fact that, uh, John, you may recall, uh, within the last two months, uh, a local election official in Philadelphia pleaded guilty to accepting bribes to stuff ballot boxes in his polling place with fraudulent ballots of basically he would go go in and fill out ballots for people who didn't show up to vote that day and they indicted recently the guy who was paying him to do that a former pennsylvania democratic congressman who's now a political consultant and was doing this on behalf of numerous clients who were candidates for office in pennsylvania yeah, and he's headed for jail. Um, the, yeah, the, he, he um, sure is. The Democrats like to dismiss voter fraud as a as a minor problem. Uh, it seems like to me that it's the Democrats who dismiss it, and it's always the Democrats who are either accused of it or convicted of it. Why is that? Well, it's not always. I mean, we in our election fraud database at the Heritage Foundation, we do have Republicans also who are charged yeah. and convicted of this. But I, I do have to say, unfortunately, the majority of cases do seem to be uh, Democrats. And, you know, the thing about it is, is, look, right now we're talking about a general election, but many of the cases we have in our database are Democrats stealing from other Democrats. <laughs> well, so, but why isn't there more... Um curiosity about fraud from the media they just the the media of course they're they're in cahoots with the democrats these days but they just dismiss it uh and uh, as i said like it's paranoia on the report on the part of the republicans is that laziness or or just uh compliance or uh, or a betting that they're doing there well the media the problem with the media is, is that they they as you know are allied with uh liberal progressive groups and democratic candidates and yep. they are trying to say that there's no election fraud because that's their way of uh, opposing any kind of reforms that would try to clean this up if they can say oh there's no election fraud therefore there's no need to have for example a voter id law when people go vote mm-hmm. there's no yep. need to provide proof of citizenship when you register to vote by the way pennsylvania is a state that two years ago the Secretary of State was forced to resign from office after he had to admit that because of a glitch in the DMV and voter registration system in Pennsylvania, they estimated that at least 10,000 non-citizens, aliens, had gotten registered to vote in the state. Oh, We're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's the uh, manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative. Um, what will people find? And you mentioned it, the, the Heritage Foundation election f- fraud database. What What is that all about? And what how much data do you have in there? Well, we started this a couple of years ago. We just started collecting stories of, of uh, proven cases. By proven, I mean somebody was convicted in the court of law or, or a judge ordered a new election because of fraud. We're up to 1,300 proven cases from across the country. And this is not a comprehensive list. This is just a sampling of cases. I, I don't have the resources to go send people to do research in every single county, in every single state across uh, the country. So we know this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, and it's cases from almost every single state. And some of it is small cases, you know, what, one person taking advantage and voting twice because they're registered twice. But we have other cases where uh, hundreds, uh, one case, thousands of fraudulent ballots were cast, and elections were overturned because of it. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to ask you about, um, because, I mean, you hear individual cases of some guy going around and, you know, maybe stealing 50 or 60 votes, and unless the election is this, uh, determined by that, it's not, it's, maybe people don't think it's that big of a deal, but uh, how often does the what looks like a little bit of fraud turn into a big deal because the election's close enough that it does make a difference? Well, in fact, that is the key to all of this. It can make the difference in a close election. And 
look, just two years ago, we had a congressional race overturned in North Carolina, ninth congressional district, uh, seven people criminally charged and elected for illegal vote harvesting and absentee ballot fraud. That congressional race was decided by a little over 900 votes and it was overturned. Uh, and a new election was held. We just had uh, four individuals criminally charged in Patterson, New Jersey, and an election there overturned because of absentee ballot fraud in the recent municipal election there. So what are the chances of examples from the 2020 campaign ending up in your database? Well, I'm sure we will get cases, but of course the whole problem with this is it's awfully hard to detect. And it's particularly hard to detect with absentee ballots. And of course, what did we have this year? We've had a, it's probably going to end up being a tripling of the number of absentee ballots cast uh, in the election. And the problem with them is that, uh, you know, they're the only kind of ballots that are um, voted outside the supervision of election officials and outside the observation of of uh, uh, poll watchers, poll, poll observers. And that makes it easier for them to be stolen and altered and, and otherwise cause problems in an election. Now, uh, I just uh, as, as an example, for I me, mean, I'm, I'm talking to you here from Pennsylvania, and I when I voted yesterday, um, I went and nobody asked me for any ID. They just asked me my name, and I was on the roll there, and then they asked me my date of birth, and that was it. I, I could have sent my next door neighbor up to vote for me, or he could have tied yep. me up in my in my in my house here and gone and voted for me if he found my registration card. I mean, they never asked me for any ID. Does that go no, on that's everywhere? Right, and yeah, unfortunately, many states don't have ID. To the biggest states that don't are California and New York. Um, in in New York, uh, therefore, it's hard to detect when election fraud occurs because they don't have any of the, the uh, measures in place to stop it. But uh, there actually was a case in the mid-'80s uh, to a grand jury investigation that discovered that for 14 years there had been a successful voter fraud conspiracy in New York City in which teams of people were recruited to go from polling place to polling place to vote in the names of folks who were still on the voter registration list who had died or moved mm -hmm. away, uh, and it was not detected for 14 years. Wow. Now, you were on the Federal Election Commission. Um, is there a role for it to play in what's going on right now, like in Pennsylvania? Well, does, does that uh, Do they get involved now, or do they get involved after the fact, or what happens with that? No, the FEC's name is a bit of a misnomer. It has no jurisdiction over the administration of elections or the prosecution, investigation of election fraud. The only thing it does is enforce the federal laws that govern uh, the financing of federal, uh, for federal campaigns, the raising of money and the expenditure of money by candidates running for office. Okay. Well, now, uh, while I have you here, we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky of the, of the Heritage Foundation. Um, what does the, the, the Democrat? I'm sorry, the Republicans are going to maintain control of the Senate. Um, what does that do, for, at least for the next two years, for the Democrats' plan if they'd like to pack the court? They can't do it, right? Uh, they can't do it unless uh, they if if the filibuster somehow. If, no, I'm sorry. If the if they if the Republicans retain control of the Senate, then no, they can't. Uh, they can't stuff the court with more judges. If uh, something unusual happens and um, they were to gain control of the Senate, well, then uh, they would be able to do it because they could end the filibuster and therefore be able to do it. Because remember, we still got a runoff election uh, in Georgia. I don't think the other Georgia Senate race has yet been uh, declared uh, for mm -hmm. Sunday Purdue, who's, who was who uh, running for reelection. Uh, and, um, we still got outstanding uh, the the uh, Senate race in uh, Michigan, so it looks like the Republicans will retain control. But uh, that's that's an important point to prevent uh, 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 stuffing of the U.S. Supreme Court with more uh, judges packed into it. Yeah. Now, uh, um, this this is a little bit off the subject, but uh, just a political question for you. This was not if uh, if. 
uh, President Trump is not able to turn this thing around and he loses, it still wasn't a great uh, repudiation of Republicans uh, by the Democrats, was it? No, in fact, uh, I think it was Politico, which is, as you know, a political newspaper here in D.C., yeah. actually had a title today saying that this election was a big disaster for the Democrats because all the polling, all the money they spent, they thought they were going to take over the Senate. They thought they'd increase mm-hmm. their hold in the House. Uh, and, in fact, uh, that hasn't happened uh, at all. And, in fact, the election was so much they, – they thought it was going to be a breeze, a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for Biden, and it's it's not a shoe. And in fact, yeah, he may he may end up winning these states, but it's still extremely close. Hey, Hans, great to have you. Perfect guy to have on today, and it's going to be a nightmare around here for a while. But uh, I appreciate you clearing things up for us. Thanks. Sure, thanks for having me. Okay, that's Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. We know my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but my pillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2021. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. And Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use that promo code STAG. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-461-8930. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-461-8937 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-461-8937 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-461-8937. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. My name is Namrita Singh Bujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the channel. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. 
I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. Go to SalemNow.com to buy today. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Now, you mentioned you heard uh, Hans talk about the peace in Politico. Uh, and if the, Donald Trump doesn't win, that doesn't mean it was a good day for the Democrats, really. Uh, this is what Politico wrote, actually. Tuesday was an abject disaster for Democrats in Washington. To imagine the amount of soul-searching and explaining the party will have to do after Tuesday is absolutely dizzying. The infighting will be bloody as it should be. We fielded text after text from Hill Democrats Tuesday night and early Wednesday morning with existential questions about their leadership and the direction of their party. Democrats told us in the weeks and months leading up to Election Day that they were going to on track to win the majority in the Senate, and they don't appear poised to do that. Donors gave $90 million to lose to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, $108 million to lose to Senator Lindsey Graham, and $24 million to lose to Senator John Cornyn. Uh, and they also lost in Iowa to jo- Joni Ernst won there, and uh, they spent a lot of money there. But uh, what they, the Democrats just did not have a great day. This is what was written in the Wall Street Journal today. The portrait of America revealed in Tuesday's presidential election was one of a deeply divided nation split between men and women, white and non-white voters, urban and rural residents, college graduates and those who didn't graduate from college, and differing views on the importance of controlling the virus versus preventing further damage to the economy. Other than that, we're all in this together. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.